Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Lord, thank you for a brand new day. Lord, I wake up to a new day. Lord, I am grateful. I am thankful for the gift of life this morning. Lord, for the gift of your mercies, for the gift of your grace. Lord, I say thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for the grace to enter your presence this morning. I enter with thanksgiving. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father, for everything that you do. Lord, for the precious blood of Jesus, Lord, that makes it possible for me to come this morning. I say thank you. We give you all the praise. We worship you this morning because you are a good God. We worship you this morning because you are faithful. You are holy and there is none else, O oh God. No one else is holy like you. We declare it this morning and magnify your holy name in the precious name of Jesus. Jehovah, receive all the praise, receive all the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. As we come this morning to worship, to fellowship, Lord, we ask in your presence this morning, Lord, cause us to be blessed, cause us to be lifted up. Lord, cause our hearts to be filled with wisdom, but let your name alone be glorified. We give you all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. Amen. All right, so let me say a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike sharing this time with you. Today we begin a new book. It's the book of Ecclesiastes. Yes. Ecclesiastes, it's a very interesting book, a very, very interesting book, written exactly with the same style that Proverbs was written, okay, so, but um, you can tell easily that the writer of this book is Solomon, because yes, he introduces himself as the, as the son of King David, okay, so yes, Solomon wrote this book, uh, but they were written differently, I can tell you that when you read Ecclesiastes, for the average person, they are confused. Having read through Proverbs, and they can see the excellence of wisdom, the precision of, of wisdom. And then to see Ecclesiastes and be hearing what Solomon is saying, it's quite jolting. I'm telling you, quite jolting and literally confusing. How is this possible? So yes. Solomon obviously wrote the Proverbs, you know, after he became king. So when God gave him wisdom, you know, Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived, you know, um, he displayed that wisdom in, in a lot of the things that he did, you know, that's when Proverbs was written. But you see, gradually, as Solomon became old, much, 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 much older, okay, uh, Solomon abandoned, or maybe not the right word, it's not abandoned, okay? Solomon wanted to test everything. He was so rich. He was so blessed. He had everything. 
he had wisdom he had riches so he wanted to test foolishness he wanted to test oh is it possible to test poverty too he wanted to test the full range of everything and um i think to an extent he was led astray because one of the strongest you know um verses in ecclesiastes you will later encounter is vanity upon vanity all is vanity everything became vain for him everything became what is life anymore okay so uh, and that can be jotting for some people but i think it can be um a big lesson for all of us as you read ecclesiastes okay uh, understand that look no one is uh, protected from stupidity yes no one is you know immune you know from making mistakes and i and i think that is the more reason why anyone can connect with the book of ecclesiastes in the end though yes you will see after solomon says everything is vanity he still comes back okay in the end he finds god okay so um this book will bless you yes it will bless you it will bless you to realize that look life life struggle can be can be futility you know struggling for pleasure struggling to attain great eyes and all of that can all just be a distraction okay and the blessed thing the most wonderful thing you can do is to know god and to love god and to serve him and i think that is what solomon tells us in the end all right get your bibles the book of ecclesiastes it's a very 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 short book okay it's not so long and uh, just 12 chapters uh in four four days we should be true with this one we take three chapters today it says that these are the words of the teacher king david's son who rode in jerusalem okay there was only one of david's direct lineage who rode directly in jerusalem or at least was the king of both israel okay um israel and judah at the same time okay we know that Im- immediately Rehoboam became king uh the the nation the, the nation was splitted into two so he said these are the words of the teacher of course the only teacher it's uh, the writer of proverbs okay king david's son who rode in jerusalem he said everything is meaningless says the teacher completely meaningless so like i said other versions use everything is vanity okay vanity upon vanity all is vanity everything is meaningless says the teacher completely meaningless what do people get for all their hard work under the sun hmm okay so solomon was asking of course solomon did not have to work do any work he is a king but he wanted to test everything okay so let me test having to work and work hard and suffer too said what do people get for all their hard work under the sun generations come and generations go but the earth never changes the sun rises and the sun sets and then always around to rise again the wind blows south and then turns north around and around it goes blowing in circles rivers run into the sea but the sea is never full then the water returns again to the river and flows out again to the sea everything is worrisome beyond description no matter how much we see we are never satisfied no matter how much we hear 
we are never content <laughs> and i'm telling you please take the take the lessons okay and take the advice of someone who has tested everything solomon had riches i'm sure you remember now when we read about how gold was as common as literally as dust in jerusalem he was blessed he had money okay and of course he 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 tested all the extent of pleasure when you have 700 <laughs> 700 wives and 300 concubines okay every everything right left and center solomon solomon married for himself okay so but in the end he said no matter how much we hear we are not content no matter how much we see we are never satisfied it's nine it says that history merely repeats itself it has it has it has all been done before nothing under the sun is truly new okay to an extent okay and when you're measuring human wisdom that can be true but of course not with god see sometimes people say here is something new but actually it it is old nothing is ever truly new we don't remember what happened in the past and in the future generations no one uh, will remember what we are doing now okay so thank god for something called the internet <laughs> all right verse 12 says that i the teacher was king was king of israel and i lived in jerusalem i devoted myself to search for understanding and to explore by wisdom everything being done under the heaven i soon discovered that god has dealt a tragic existence to the human race hmm? i observed everything going on under the sun and really it is all meaningless like chasing the wind what is wrong cannot be made cannot be made right what is missing cannot be recovered remember i say again it wasn't that solomon did not have wisdom okay solomon had wisdom already god gave him solomon's wisdom is not learned wisdom there are three there are three broad range of wisdom okay that you have you have demonic wisdom okay or um wisdom you will say comes from the devil you have demonic wisdom you have human wisdom okay which can be majorly of two range you have okay um sensual or you have just the knowledge that we gather naturally and then you have god's wisdom okay just three broad broad range of wisdom solomon was trying to 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 test he already had god's wisdom okay so he wanted to use god's wisdom to test human wisdom and human understanding and so a lot of times solomon is speaking as a man okay please understand that and it is you should be very clear okay don't come and start quoting some things and and be speaking as if god is the one speaking okay so he was testing sensual you know i've tested everything i've tested pleasure you know no god's word already reveals <laughs> the end of pleasure okay so there was maybe no need for him to have gone to that instead but he wanted to test it he wanted to test it ah uh, yes he said he said but i learned first hand that pursuing all these things is like chasing the wind no so let me go back a bit he says i have 
he said i 16 let's take 16 from 16 see i said to myself look i am wiser than any of the kings who ruled in jerusalem before me i have greater wisdom and knowledge than any of them so i set out to learn everything from wisdom to madness and folly did you see that so from wisdom which is where he was starting that god's wisdom to madness and folly <laughs> yeah he wanted to see the extent of human wisdom he says but i learned firsthand that pursuing all these things is like chasing the wind wow he says the greater my wisdom the greater my grief to increase knowledge only increases sorrow <laughs> yes solomon um eventually uh, you blame yourself but still i think solomon just tested it for all of us and you can learn from his experience okay. some people will say no ah, pastor let me i want to test this myself let me see whether it is true that human human pleasure human desire cannot be satisfied stop wasting your time from somebody who had one thousand uh it will never be satisfied okay so listen to solomon okay let's move on to chapter two he said i said to myself this is the futility of pleasure i said to myself come on let's try pleasure let's look for the good things in life but i found that this this too was meaningless so i said laughter is silly hmm. what good does it do to seek pleasure after much thought i decided to cheer myself with wine and while still seeking wisdom, I clutched at foolishness. Remember that the wisdom he is seeking is not God's wisdom. He is talking about human wisdom. Okay? It is human wisdom that will say a king, you have to marry so much. So much. Of course, we know what happened eventually. Those women then led him astray from God. Thank God God saved him in the end. And he, he, he moved back to God before, before he passed on. He says, and while still seeking wisdom, I clutched at foolishness. In this way, I tried to experience the only happiness most people find during their, their brief life in this world. I hope you understand what he is doing now. He is already wise. So let me test, test foolishness too. Let me see what it tastes like. Ah, it didn't end well. For, for, I'm telling you with Solomon. Because literally it almost destroyed his dynasty. It almost destroyed the promise God made with David, okay, that he would always have a king in, 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 on, on the throne because he wanted to test foolishness. Uh, please uh, learn from, from King Solomon and don't, don't go for pleasure. You will never be satisfied. Only one person can satisfy you. It is God himself. He said, I also, verse 4, I also tried to find meaning by building huge homes for myself and by planting beautiful vineyards. I made gardens and parks, filling them with all kinds of fruit trees. I built reservoirs to collect the water to irrigate my many flourishing groves. I bought slaves, both men and women, and others were born into my household. I also owned large, large herds and flocks, more than any of the kings who had lived in Jerusalem before me. Only one king had lived before you, David, okay? He says, I collected great sums of silver and gold, the treasure of many kings and provinces. I hired wonderful singers, both men and women, 
and had many beautiful concubines. I had everything a man could desire. So I became greater than all who had lived in Jerusalem before me, and my wisdom never failed me. Anything I wanted, I would take. I denied myself no pleasure. I even found great pleasure in hard work, a reward for all my labor. <laughs> what kind of hard work do you expect a king to do? <laughs> but Solomon wanted to test it. So Solomon will go and naturally suffer. Solomon will walk up to a soldier and tell the soldier, soldier to slap him just so that he could let me taste what it feels like, you know, for to be hit and to be slapped and to be attacked. Ah, no. Uh, it was interesting. <laughs> 11 says, but as I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was all so meaningless. Like chasing the wind, there was nothing really worthless, worthwhile anywhere. 12 says that so I decided to compare wisdom with foolishness and madness. For who can do this better than I, the king? Yes, of course, he had everything. So it made sense for him to have been able to test it. I'm telling you, he tested it for all of us. Listen to Solomon. He says, I thought wisdom is better than foolishness, just as light is better than darkness. For the wise can see where they are going, but fools walk in the dark. Yet I saw that the wise and the foolish share the same fate. Both will die. So I said to myself, since I will end up in this in end up the same as the fool, what's the value of all my wisdom? Uh, this is all so meaningless. For the wise and the fools and the foolish both die. The wise will not be remembered any longer than the fool. In the days to come, both will be forgotten. So I came to eat life because everything done here under the sun is so troubling everything is meaningless like chasing the wind hmm do you agree okay so he was just literally looking at one stretch they will they will both die uh, but obviously when you read the book of proverbs you will know that uh, there's a difference between being wise and being foolish okay so but if you are looking at human wisdom more yes you can't say okay they will both end up in the same place eventually but i'm telling you there's a big stretch of difference between someone who allows wisdom to guide them and the other person who is just forever foolish read the book of proverbs again and you will find out yes it says that it is like chasing the wind 18 says i came to eat all my hard work here on earth for i must live for I must leave to others everything I have, I have earned. And who can tell whether my successors will be wise or foolish? Anyway, that's just <laughs> our business as human. Okay, we will leave to the next generation to take over. Is that foolishness? Is that vanity? Not so sure. And who can tell whether my successor will be wise or foolish? Yet they will control everything I have gained. Uh, by my skill and hard work under the sun, how meaningless. So I gave up in despair, questioning the value of all my hard work in this world. Some people work wisely uh, with knowledge and skill, then must leave the fruit of their effort to someone who hasn't worked for it. And I, I'm telling you, it makes sense, right? What he is saying, I think that's why a lot of people identify with the book of Ecclesiastes. Because it feels human. 
yes is speaking like any other human being what any other person you know would would struggle with you are you're working so hard you know you have children and you're wondering with your children how should you raise your children so that you know they will be they would be they will be able to take life seriously and then you have had stories of children who refuse you know to learn discipline character you know and then when they were blessed and received their their father's inheritance you know it just literally destroyed them because they didn't have the character to be able to carry to carry the wealth and then we have had stories of those who just even decided that they were not going to their children were not going to have their wealth so they decided that they were going to give all of their wealth away and their children must start from scratch <laughs> okay solomon said i tested the range of everything i measured it out he says some people must work wisely okay with knowledge and skill they must leave the rest the fruit of their effort to someone who hasn't worked for it since this too is meaningless a great tragedy say so what do people get in in the, in this life for all their hard work and anxiety their days of labor are filled with pain and grief even at night their minds cannot rest it is all meaningless say so i decided there is nothing better than to enjoy food and drink and to find satisfaction in work then i realized that these pleasures are from the hand of god for who can eat or enjoy anything apart from him god gives wisdom knowledge and joy to those who please him but if a sinner becomes wealthy god takes the wealth away and gives it to those who please him and this too is meaningless like chasing the wind Solomon gets one part here anyway and that is look you just live life and be content okay that you are living you will always leave it to the next generation and I can promise you it's not something that you will always be able to you will always be able to control you don't we don't have any control over that one okay we will always have to leave it to the next generation but that in itself is not a problem you finish your turn the next person person comes but in the end what will be asked of you i'm telling you is do you know did you know the lord what was your relationship like him when you have to give account of this life what will be said about you i think those are just what is important all right let's move to chapter three and of course you know that a lot of the things solomon is saying here is very 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 true he says that it, there is a time for everything. You agree with me that there is a time for definitely a time for everything. It says that for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die. Yes, it's a time to be born and there's a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to cry and a time to laugh. A time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to to scatter stones and to and and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to turn away. <laughs> I like the way the another version puts it that to refrain from embracing. <laughs> yes, there's a time to embrace and a time to turn away, a time to search and a time to quit searching, a time to keep uh, to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be quiet and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Okay? Solomon is simply saying, there is a time for everything under heaven. 
for man because god created time for man he says what do people uh, really get for all their hard work i have seen the burden god has placed on us all yet god has made everything beautiful for its own time yes god makes things beautiful for their own time he has planted eternity in the human heart but even so people cannot see the old scope of god's work from beginning to the end eternity is inside every human heart something inside you just knows that you'll want to be with god something inside you is just craving for more is craving for fellowship is craving for the spiritual that's eternity god placed it inside there and the only person that can satisfy it is god himself it is receiving his yes his only begotten son that's the only way to satisfy it you can try everything solomon tried everything to to feel it to satisfy it it didn't work 12 says so i concluded there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can and people uh, should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor for these are gifts from god okay which is fine and i know that whatever god does is final nothing can be added to it or taken from it god's purpose is that people should fear him which is one of one of god's powers okay god's purpose is that people should fear him when he does things it is final see what is happening now has happened before and what will happen in the future has happened before Hmm. because god makes the same things happen over and over again anyway he is the only eternal one okay we are just here we will come and go and it only simply makes sense Sixteen says i also noticed that under the sun there is evil in the courtroom yes even the courts of law are corrupt i said to myself in due season god will judge everyone both good and bad for all their deeds i also thought about the human condition how god proves to people that they are like animals (laughs) for people and animals share the same fate both breathe eh? and both must die Hmm. So people have no real advantage over the animals. How meaningless. Hmm. Since both go, both go to the same place, okay? They came from dust and they returned to dust. Remember, human wisdom and hu- is reasoning like a human being, okay? And it just makes sense, okay? And what he has said is not a lie. We both return to the dust, but we are very different from from animals, okay? We have a soul from god we are made in the image of god and we will give account of our souls since 21 for who can prove that the human spirit goes up and the spirit of animals goes down into the earth so i saw that there is nothing better for people than to be happy in their work that is our lot in life and no one can bring us back to see what happens after we we die wow Alright, so we'll continue tomorrow. The book of Ecclesiastes is interesting. Like I, t- I said in the beginning, for some Christians, it is jolting. It is almost as if it is questioning, it is questioning God. But no, understand, Solomon is testing the extent of human wisdom. Okay? In fact, later, almost testing demonic 
devilish wisdom. Solomon worshipped every on everything under under the heavens. He worshipped the stars. He worshipped the sun. He worshipped demons. He worshipped Molech. He worshipped Baal. He worshipped everything. He tested demonic wisdom too. In the end, Solomon found that everything is empty without God. Hallelujah. All right. Let's thank God for today as we go. Lord, thank you for another day. I want us to ask God, Lord, let today be blessed for us. Lord, give us wisdom as we go today. Help us to make today a success. Yes, pray. Let's say that prayer. Let's help us to make today a success. Let the works of our hands today be blessed in the name of Jesus. Let everything, every place we come into, Lord, be surrounded with your presence in the name of Jesus. Lord, while there is a portion you are giving to every man, every woman under heaven, we know that our portion is in you. And so we know that we are blessed. We know that, Lord, in you, Lord, we are blessed in you, we move in you, we have our being. Father, we ask today that as we go, you will cause us to succeed. You will cause us to be pleasing to you in the name of Jesus. Help us to make a difference, not just in our lives, but in the lives of others. In the name of Jesus, let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' name, Lord, I declare a blessing over your people as we go today. Lord, let everything, our path, Lord, radiate with your glory. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.